This podcast is brought to you by Dragon Shield. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Make sure you go check out the affiliate link down below. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, we're going to be going back to ask this age-old question. Yeah. Did these commanders end up being good at all? So similar to our card reevaluation episode, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about all of the commanders that we played uh, for new set release episodes. And we're going to see if they ended up holding their own in the format, if they're still around, or if it, they were just flashes in the pan, or if maybe we just needed content to produce. Yeah, <laughs> probably a mix of all of those things for most of these cards. Yes, so that maybe that'll be our ranking system is... I love it. Okay. Yeah, one of those three We're things. ranking them as we go, right? That's become, we can, that's yeah. That's become how we do this. So. Yeah, sure. All Great, right, cool. okay. We can rank them. So I love, I love ranking anything. To be right. honest, I'll rank almost anything if I have a choice. I'll rank it somehow. So this is all this right. Is so works. what do you? What's our scale? Is it just A, B, and C? Just the best to worst. Oh, okay. Like like we're gonna rank them all? No, let's just as we go, we'll note if any of them are are, are we'll good. Know. We'll tuck them aside. Well, the the good ones, yeah, I like that. Tuck idea. the good ones aside, and then we'll take a look at the end. How many good ones we got? And then we'll figure them, out the top ones. From wrap there. it up. And yeah, at, that at the sounds end. good. That okay. sounds good. Okay. Well, then we're gonna start with our very first new set release gameplay that we ever did this is the first episode we ever did right no it's not i think oh, it is oh shit i missed one <laughs> <laughs> what i think icoria was the first no one. no no theros so right or was it like return zero. to theros or it was, was it was um it was theros beyond death which is return to theros right that's not the first Theros, because the first Theros happened many years ago when no, I was No, you are right. This was the return to Theros. Thank you. Wow, this is fucking embarrassing. Right <laughs> off the bat, I'm a fucking asshole. Uh, well, see, you have the power to cut all this out in post, but if you but want I to leave... You, <laughs> I won't. You'll let the people know who I you know, are. right? I've always had the power to make myself not look dumb in the <laughs> podcast, but I always... I choose the dumb one for some reason. Yeah. Huh. Wonder what that's about. I don't know either. Hmm. Okay, well, we, we, we have four decks that we played. Two Great. of them were monocolor, actually. That's very true. That's very true. So the first one that we played was Heliod. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast already, how Heliod was the deck that three-peated us yes. in this. Heliod's still a good deck, I think. I, I think the deck is, is definitely still real. I see, I mean, there are Charles is still winning turns with it every once in a while. I think it's a viable deck. You have a one-card win con. Um, the issue with this card is obviously it kind of fights against a lot of the other things that you want to be doing in a mono-white. You It has an activated ability of a creature involved in its com combo. It has an activated ability of an artifact in its combo. You have to cast multiple spells because it is two cards. So there's a, a couple of things that are, you know fight against it. But nonetheless, I think Heliod's still like a, a fine option. Right? Yeah, I think if you going for mono white like this is really the deck that you're going to it's playable you'll win some games for sure yeah i would think so and i don't know you're, if Nate, you're gonna yeah. three-peat us there you go i don't know if you're gonna take down a bunch of tournaments with this deck but i certainly think you could have fun with this in your local meta and win an appropriate amount of games so yeah but i think you're also gonna learn a lot in the first couple games that you don't win because i think if you're not used to this play style, it can be very difficult to suit your wins together out of the, the pieces that you actually have. So that's true. You, you do also have to be smart. So the next deck that we played was Kroxa. Kroxa. Yeah, we made we've made fun of Kroxa a lot because it's gone zero and eight on the channel. Why did we play it so many times? Well, we play. It was. One video had three games. Yeah, we used to do that. I used to have time during the pandemic. I used to have a lot more time. But this deck sucks. Right? This deck kind of sucks. This deck right? kind of sucks. Unfortunately, well, I wants, want it to be good. But. Right. The thing that it wants to do is just better when you add a couple more colors. And even if you want to stay in those colors, since this card has come out, they've printed Rograk and Tevish. Yeah. So it just kind of made the best thing you can do in Rakdos. 
something else. And then as an animate dead win con, which is what this deck was used for, like an animate dead world gorger combo, I think Anya's better. There's probably a couple other options that might be a little bit better. And that combo also kind of is a stinker. Um, this effect is cool though, that making everyone discard that type of like Rakdos he stacks feel that Croxuck was known for going for a bunch, bunch of pyroclasms and stuff like that. I that it seems cool and fun, but I just I never see it. I it was I think it was just an uh a deck that popped up at the time, and I, I I don't see it doing much anymore. Yeah, I agree. The deck that I played in that gameplay episode was the Nylea. It was the new Nylea. Uh, it was like creature combos, and it wasn't that good. Sucks. Moving on. Yes, and then we had <laughs> nothing to say about that one. That one <laughs> and just then nothing. we had Uro. Uro was the other god, the other elder god that they printed. The Titan, I guess, is what they were. Blue green food chain. You can do food chain in a whole bunch of more colors. We've since learned that like food chain in blue green is like some of the worst food chain right? colors you can be. That's yeah. very true. And then as a blue-green deck, there are certainly far superior options like Kinnon yeah. and, and, and and others. Yeah, so if any of these stand out, it's really Heliod. Heliod's, Heliod's I say, would say, is there's still a real deck. It, it probably would be considered by most to be Tier 2 or 3 or something, but I think it's still a playable deck. Karaksa... I would say if you if you came to that and tournament, I'd say, cool, nice, that's that's a cool yeah. deck. I can't wait to see it. And then if you came with Nylea or Uro... I mean, cool, nice, nice to see it, but I don't, I don't, I think those ones stink. Worse. I don't think you're gonna do terribly well in the <laughs> yeah. event. I would. Croxa has a chance, is what I'm saying. Not yeah. that Uro does it. I don't want to bash Uro. I just, you know, whatever. I want to bash Uro. There's a reason <laughs> why we haven't seen those decks so much, right? Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with playing those decks, but there's a reason why they don't see play as much as like all of the other options that are still doing <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. Really, there's things that win better and easier and faster and stronger. Yeah, exactly. So then the second set that we did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The second set that we did was Ikoria. And I wasn't in this one. Oh, why not? Was this like. Because there was a pandemic going on. There was a pandemic time going on. And we didn't know how to safely get ourselves together. Did we do three player? It was three player. It was a three player game. Yeah. So it was you and your roommates at the time that were playing. Tyler was one of them. Tyler was one of them. Yeah. So it was Brawlin and Chabraz. That was one of your early babies that I feel like. Uh, you kind of helped popularize at the beginning. I don't want to like bit. toot weird. your own yeah. horn or milk no. your own cow, but um, <laughs> isn't that uh, what they say? I, I feel like that's something that they say in they the They could Midwest. definitely say that. I've never heard them say it, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, the deck was certainly cool. I just sniffed into the microphone. That's okay. Sorry, I don't know why. I'm... Oh my god. Do you have a, do you have a mohair allergy or a mohair? You brought mohair. Yeah. I'm very allergic to mohair. I brought a ton. Yeah. <laughs> so like, What's mohair? My bag. It's yeah. it's another Seinfeld reference. Oh the fuck! I missed accountant. that one. Oh no. Oh, I'd miss this one. Yeah, it's the, they think that he's uh, their accountant's on drugs. Oh, but it turns yes, out, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that he was their accountant. I forgot the mohair thing. Yeah, that's what, the, what the, the sweater was made of. Of course, of course yeah. it was. Okay, I'm sorry. What the fuck were we talking about? I don't remember. Brawlin and Shabraz. Brawlin and Shabraz was a pretty cool deck. Um, it, 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 it does a couple cool things. I have seen it pop up here and there for tournaments. The thing that I like about this deck a lot is your commanders get huge. Even when they're not like winning you the game, even if you get stopped or something, they just naturally just get gigantic, and that can end games because there's just not a ton of ways to deal with enormous threats. So <laughs> for that reason, I like these two. Yeah, um, a big stat on a big stacks out board, like having a huge flyer that can only get larger is such a good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you're in a Jeskai color, so you can have an intuition pile. You can win with Underworld Breach pretty easily. 
Um, you can win with curiosity. The only bad thing I would say is your commanders don't draw your cards, don't give you any card yeah. advantage. Which that sounds like every single Jeskai deck in the yeah. thing. It does sound like a lot of them. Um, the only one that would be different is like Elsha, and Elsha kind of draws you cards, gets your card advantage in a weird way. Um, so these two are pretty comparable that way. But I like I like the shark. I think yeah, the I would right. say that this this deck in general gets would get like a B if we were putting it on a tier list ranking. I would say we get a B for how well it stood the test of time for a little bit better than Croxa. Yeah, right. Worse than Heliod. Definitely. Yeah, I would say. Okay. There's just other things that have come out since then that have outshined that, and I think that's what we're going to end up seeing with like a couple of these decks. But yeah, definitely still a real yeah. deck, I think. Exactly. Um the next two, the other two decks that we played are actually kind of like relatively, you know, big staples of their archetype. Kinnon was something that, I mean, oh my God, we've gone through tons of podcasts talking about Kinnon. We don't have to talk more about Kinnon. It's a right. great strategy. We all know it. 100%. Yep. So if you're interested in that, go check out like the any of the gameplays, the 35 games that it's been in, the the deck tech that we did. So go go check that out. Um, but the other deck that we played was Ukama and Kazur, which is uh, still uh, a... I don't want to say like a prominent food chain deck, but it's still like a in better food chain colors. I think it's playable and has good speed to it. So there, I think there is definitely an argument to play this deck, being that you win straight up off of a food chain after you demonic consultation everything but the food chain. Some decks you still need to piece together a win con. Your your commander only help, allows you to piece together another win, so you can accidentally exile your Thassa's Oracle and then not be able to win or something like that. You can get stopped. This deck always wins. Your commander is the win. It, it doesn't find the win. It is the win. Yeah. And that's weirdly surprisingly relevant because most of the other ones, like I said, just draw you cards or give you advantage. I've played a lot of first chain food sliver. Don't even get me started. I didn't say it right that time either. <laughs> it just naturally comes out wrong now. But I played a lot of that deck, and that deck, you know, does have a lot of possibilities where you do end up exiling all of your win cons, and then your big fucking sliver doesn't do anything. Yeah, naming a food chain off of a demonic consultation is very likely to win you the game. You got that six-card chance in the beginning that you could get rid of it, but besides that, once you hit the food chain, it doesn't matter if you hit every other card, you still win the game. The sacrifice that you have with these two is your commanders don't fucking do anything. They're That's nothing. the problem, yeah. right? Like, it's not even like Kazur does something. Right. Like, your other option is all right well now i have an unblockable ukama right. that i'm gonna pump and try to kill the table that way but there's no scenario where that's really what you want to do yeah it's yeah that's the, but yeah. that's an issue with a lot of food chain decks to be honest like first liver isn't really a card either it, no but i also don't think the first liver food food chain is good though like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's that's the other thing right like i, I feel like if, if you are going to go for food chain like either a three or a four color strategy i think is kind of best right now like i think rocco is one of the better food chain decks right now and i think new atraxa is also right there but what they don't have is like again like what you said ukama just wins the game wins the game and you don't need anything else right that's valuable so i would say out of those three kinnon would be the the best one out of Certainly. all of them by a mile more yeah. so than heliod so far out of the ones we've talked about heliod, yeah uh kinnon is by a, a mile the best one a mile the best one so far yeah um, all right, so the next set that we did then was Zendikar Rising. I can't think of a single commander from this set. I'm, what am I missing? You're going to love one. Real quick, I, before we move completely, we didn't play Winota. That's like, we just got to bring we that up again. Winota, we didn't play Winota, We didn't think Winota was a card. No, we didn't, we didn't have good. anything to do with Winota, Winota right? It was just, we didn't know about it. It was on everyone's radar for standard and yeah. for Brawl. Uh, and, and I said, <laughs> that looks like a great standard card. All right, moving on. I did not see it at all. I, <laughs> no. I fully admit that. Yeah, no Winota. Maybe if I was there, we would have played Winota. Maybe. But yeah, maybe we would have. Maybe even we would have. I'm sure we would have played something else. I mean, take a look at this 
Zendikar Rising lineup that we had. I mean, we just didn't have a lot of good options. Yeah, this one, this, this either, one, yeah, this one. We'll give it. What? Did so you mean? played Tazri Beacon of Unity. This was the party time deck, the five color party time deck, where like you had to build around. What's that stupid mechanic? Party. party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you tried to like go in and find like the wizards, rogues, and the best ones to fill up your party. And it turns out like Thassa's Oracle's a wizard. So if you can like draw your deck with Tazri, you could, you know, I don't know, win the game. And how many times did you do that? No, you I don't know. Yeah. Fucking zero times. Zero times. <laughs> because another deck kind of outshined the rest of the table. Okay. Um, and that was Yasharn. Oh, Yasharn felt real. Yasharn felt Tyler real. Tyler played Yasharn. I didn't even play it, right? No, Tyler did play the yeah. Yasharn. You're absolutely right. I don't know why I said no then, because yeah. you're absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Tyler played Yasharn, and he beat us in both of the games that we played with it. Um, and Yasharn's actually a deck that I'm pretty sure is on the database right now. Yeah, I think so. Which I know is not the way that you tell if something's in the format, but like that's certainly a way to recognize yeah. it. And I think it's in really good stacks colors. It's really the Selesnia deck, I would say. The only one that Dalsum is pretty close. Mm, yes, Dalsum, Dalsum. Dalsum is pretty good, and I would argue that I see more Dalsums than Yasharns right now. I don't know if that's right because Yasharn, Yasharn also does kind of draw you cards. It finds you the land. It's like the best jeweled lotus commander that's ever was. But mm -hmm. Dalsum, that card draw, that card draw is really good. So I think they're in the yeah. conversation. I love the Dalsum deck. Yeah, but there are immediately a, a couple of interesting cards that you get to half slash half to play <laughs> yeah. because of the colors you're That's in. That's true. Yasharn doesn't really sacrifice any slots. Right, yeah. Every single card in your deck is good and actively going to your game plan. Pros and cons. Something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the other decks that we played, oh, Omnath Locus of Creation is another food, food chain deck that is a four-color deck, Yep. which is still something that it does exist, but it's not something that I see talked about to the levels of some of the more popular commanders out there. Nope, definitely not. I think it's still playable. The list that I've seen nowadays, I don't think run food chain anymore. Last I checked. How do you win that? You win with Dockside Loops. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, you a, just Dawn this. it's yeah. a Dawn Waker deck. It's the same deck as uh, Thrasios um, Brews, except instead of playing things to take advantage of Thrasios, you play a couple things that take advantage of Omnath. Um, I think it's fine. It's right. The, the issue is a four different color pips. That's just so much trickier than like Thrasios and some other thing or something yeah, like that. And you lose out on a lot of the really good cards like deflecting swat and fierce guardianship are a lot worse Jewel lotus doesn't do a ton for you mox amber is even something you get to play in thrasios yeah. decks that is really helpful that doesn't work in this so which is I, weirdly maybe i don't know if kind of a shame or just like kind of a fact of the way that cdh is right now that it's just better to play faster more efficient cards um but no the, that, that's an upside yeah. to me that's an upside to cdh is that great like we get to play things that are faster and more efficient, but like Omnath is still something else that you can do. Like, I'm not trying to say this isn't viable, but right. like it's, it's part of the, the personality aspect of the EDH side of things I, where I, yeah, I want, sorry, were you, I was about to cut you off. I stopped because you were about to say something <laughs> and I really wanted to hear what you had to I'm say. So sorry. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that I wonder if going in this type of direction would be good in the future. I've seen a lot of Mr. Cromora Ristic study, type of games recently a lot of esper sentinels and things like that so i wonder if having a commander that just like does a bunch of shit without ca making you cast spells like omnath does like it just land drops and then you get an action some action you make yeah. mana you do something um i wonder if that would is better into a rhystic study world yeah the make mana is interesting because it does make you want to cast more spells into mystic and rhystic That's but true it also does help you pay for rhystic that's so. also true right like, it pays the four mana for mystic remora like right? if you get that that's other a land. lot of mana actually so 
Yeah, Amnath is actually a, a really interesting, a really interesting option that you have. But um, and the other, the other deck that we played was Zareth Sand, the Trickster. This was it was a blue black deck, and we we didn't have any other options. <laughs> Lazy, just play right? yeah, blue black. Yeah. It's blue black. You can play that's Oracle console. <laughs> it's good enough. If yeah. It's a legendary and it's blue black. It's playable. It's playable. <laughs> that was that was the play to win mantra in twenty twenty. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that out of all those decks, Yasharn is the one that yeah, is so. probably the the longest lasting and the best one out of the four that we played. Yeah, I would say that's probably correct. So command. Commander Legends was next, and we had a pretty interesting smattering uh, where I feel like we we had the right partners, but we had them in the Mixed wrong up. pairings, right? <laughs> we didn't figure out where they so go So first yet. of all, we had our favorite new commander, which was Obeka. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I, th I said something to the effect of, like, this is the best card that's been printed in CDH it was in the, years or something. I think you said it was, like, the most... Pushed <laughs> CEDH Commander from the set. Yeah, wrong. And fucking we, set with partners, and I was like, this one. <laughs> no, this one. We, I guess we didn't really know exactly how good Jeweled Lotus was going to yeah. be with three mana, one color partners. Yeah. But either way, I, oh, Becca really hasn't stood the test of time. There's just always been better things to do in these colors. Certainly. And having to untap with Obeka in order to actually gain some sort of value off with her is actually very scary because if they remove Obeka with your trigger on this or before your trigger goes on the stack yeah you can just flat out lose the game yep that is certainly true i would say obeka is stinks the other deck that we played nate played Rograk thrasios okay that's it a was, deck. yeah it was the divergent transformation deck still a polymorph deck i don't think it's divergent transformating no I think it's, it's more of like a transmorgify luka kind of deck now looking for holebreaker horror or tights by tyrant which is a big upgrade from what it was doing which was the leveler and fast oh, yeah. oracle that one stunk pu that right one stinker now you don't have to play any dead cards and really the lists have just been able to drastically improve yeah you're super fast you get a ton of fast mana with because of Rograk, and you get to find your combo pretty easily your commander is zero mana so you can get rid of it with the polymorph effect pretty easily i like this deck i've seen it a couple of times i think it's powerful yeah i think the reality is it's probably slept on like th this in general rug thrasios i think it's probably slept on a little bit but yeah definitely the other deck that we play i played jessica silas and went and uh, I, I played why, why i play scepter in it this was in 2020 we were when really we thought scepter was scepter, good yeah. right I thought Scepter was good, and it turns out it's just not good. I'm pretty sure in that game I played Scepter and got blown out. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, although Jessica is powerful, still sees play with other decks. I think more Timna than anything, right? Yeah, I would. Or Ishai. Ishai, yeah, of course. Um, One of those two things is really the better pairing for Jessica. Really, if we would have done Ragrak with Silas, I think that would have been the ultimate pairing. But There's a tier one deck of yeah, today's standards boy, that we oh boy, probably should have done. Yeah, it's 2020. <laughs> hindsight yep that's how it goes that's yep. the phrase yep that's if everyone you knows Google that phrase, that's hindsight. how google will tell you it is yep <laughs> and then we also played sakashima timna mm, so we got sakashima right the yes. two timnas deck i remember that one was extremely popular that's like my most viewed deck list on moxfield well for you some three reason. peated us with that deck <laughs> yeah too like you all you did incredibly well with it yeah I, I think i just got pretty lucky to be honest i think the deck still does have legs truthfully but it's playing stacks is tricky and I don't know. You're you're still in really good colors. If you kind of shove a little bit more towards like the ad nauseum route and played a little bit more like a pseudo farm deck, I think that's a little bit better. Probably. I was just the idea of Sanctum Prelate cloning Sanctum Prelate is just so alluring to me. I wanted to be able to lock everyone out of non creatures. Of oh one yeah, no, it. that's fair. See, that's that's how you know how people are different players. Because to me, it's so much more alluring to. <laughs> barely touch sakashima and, yeah. and just instead do other things with timna and esper colors i feel like at that point you might as well just play malcolm though right like get the mana 
Well, you know, this is for another another podcast that we might do coming up in the near future that I have planned. What do you got? But I have been looking into Esper a lot, and I would side with Malcolm Timna more than Sakashima Malcolm. At this uh, point, certainly. Yeah, yeah, at this point. I mean, that pairing gives you everything. You get the card draw. You get the mana. The only issue is you're not playing red in your Malcolm deck, which yeah. really sucks because you want the Glenhorn Buck in your combo. So out of all of these, anyway, the yeah, ones sorry, that we on. <laughs> actually played, I would say that Rograk Thrasios is probably the one that is the that has stood the test of time best out of all of them. We all of them that we played because the Jessica and Sakashima partners that have ended up being better, we didn't touch. I agree. Yeah, I would say it's better than Heliod, but worse than Kinnon still. But definitely in the category of like a very competitive deck. I would say too. Yeah. All right. So then Strixhaven was the next set that came out that we did. Um. So the first set that we played was Exodus. This was the Mardu deck that has a backside, which is what made it Mardu. Super cool. This deck I have seen since the release of this video, and there are really cool ways you can like loop Dockside yeah. with uh, these reanimation spells. And like if you have a way to sacrifice Dockside, it can be really powerful. Yeah, definitely. The ar the only argument is like, would you rather play Tim Nijesco or Tim Nis something? Right. I, I mean, I would. <laughs> I, I kind of would too, mostly. But I'm not. I'm not everybody. Certainly in the world of playability, I would say this is. Um, but a little bit under, and like, the tournament decks. Yeah, exactly. Dina was the other commander that we played. Sure. It was a green-black Hulk deck, because anything that says sacrifice a creature in the command zone, we'll put in a Hulk. Got it. Absolutely. Um, what do you think about Dina? I don't know. It's, like, fine. I don't see it a ton. I know a couple people love it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the Golgori fans really like it, um, so, and that's really where I've seen it, and is people that really like playing this color pair. It's got another one-card win with one of those five-man enchantments, right? Uh, I'm sure, sanguine yeah, sanguine, nerf, I don't know, yeah, because things. whenever it's a drain, it life loops loss, back and forth. Yeah, right. It's Something. like the classic casual life gain mono black combo because you see Vito. We're definitely getting in another comment where someone's like, "You guys should be more prepared." <laughs> if you saw that one, <laughs> I did see. The whole point of those episodes was to not have the structure, right. so that we would build the top ten. <laughs> that was the. How am I supposed to fucking know everything that we're gonna say? What am I a fucking <laughs> a fucking fortune teller? No, you look it up. If we forget to say, it, that's on purpose so that you look it up. Yeah, exactly. I want. I actually don't want to talk about smothering tide for mana <laughs> because I want all the comments. Right? Yeah, we did that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Smothering tide still sucks. Smothering tide sucks. That's why we don't talk about it. Four mana do nothing. Yeah. Right. Why would? Ah, my God. <laughs> and it's good with wheels, and we've already established wheels suck. <laughs> wheels suck. So yeah, not looking for smothering tide. Oh my God. All right, where are we? All right. So then the other deck that we played, I played Jazdi Oracle of Ar Archivos because this is. Is another scepter deck. Get next gone, nothing zero. <laughs> Except it's blue and green. And okay. then Tyler built the Gazaleth stacks deck. Gone, uh, nothing zero. Yeah, gone, nothing zero. <laughs> so out of these four, which one's best? We're kind of looking at Extus or Dina. Dina and Extus are are both in the world of playability still. I don't know, somewhere somewhere way below the I other ones. I think that Extus is in better colors, so I'm going to bolt sure. that one out of yeah, these and definitely. we'll figure this out later. Yeah, I would say so. So then we came upon Modern Horizons. And while this set did a lot for cards that are in the 99, 
it didn't do as much for the commanders really. Uh, so Usri was the deck that I played. Oh sure, um, yeah, and uh, Usri me lose a lot of games when you go back and watch those videos. This is a coin flipping deck, right? Yes. There might be something that you could do better coin flipping in. Is it colors? In yes. CDH? Yeah, and I had the worst luck. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I got five <laughs> losses on one attack, and instead of drawing any cards, I just lost ten life. <laughs> I love that. It was the worst fucking feeling. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that's not doing shit. Garth One Eye is a deck that I see a lot of people make excuses for. Oh, really? Yeah. Like what? Oh, I, don't, I don't see fucking much about this. Sucks. Oh, you don't like it? No, I mean, if you're gonna be in five colors, play Kenrith, play Najila. Like this one, you can get Shivan Dragon, right? Though. Oh, oh man, Cedh <laughs> Staple. I'm always looking for more ways to yeah. get Shivan Dragon. Commanders that you have to wait to untap for. I'm never gonna be thrilled about. No. If you gotta wait to do something with it, I don't have time for that shit. And Concordant Crossroads always gives someone else way too much advantage yeah. <laughs> for it to be worth it. Yeah. Um, Ragavan was the other deck that we played. Oh. I'd get a really good card in the 99. Yeah. Less good as a commander. To be honest, I was just thinking about Ragavan the other day. It's got mana and pseudo card advantage in the command zone for one mana. It's so unreliable, the card advantage that you're getting. That is a little bit unreliable. But it is a one-mana commander. Like, that's like saying Timna is unreliable. Well, not really, because Timna can get off with other creatures. Timna draws you cards that are in your deck, which means that they're cards that you actively want. That is very true. You have to make. Sh you have to hope that the opponent that you're getting in with Ragavan is going to be able to have cards that will actually get you something. It can just be a land and do nothing. Which I would love to play, because Timna lets you play lands, yep. but... If Ragavan was five colors, do you think you would play it? As a commander? Well, fuck yeah. I, I mean, think it's like insanely good. It'd be the best commander. It'd be like the best commander. It would be right? the best commander. Okay, I just wanted to like make sure that like we can... Like a lot of the... The main issue is its lack of colors. It's mono red. The tournament winning Najila decks yeah. <laughs> are just like five color good stuff decks yeah. that just win with like ad nauseum like that's what you would do with a one mana ragavan one mana ragavan is turbo ad nauseum five colors like that would be, so it's really like the lack of colors that makes ragavan not playable not as much like the lack of being able to connect would you let me rule zero a five color ragavan deck <laughs> honestly that might be fun that would be good for an episode i feel like if we like rule zero like we change the color identity of commanders and and do it that way i think that'd be fun would we have to like add an ability to ragavan that's Wooberg, no, or no. do we just say that just, just proclaim it i'm playing five there's colors there's an ability on there it, like what's the name of that golem from there's, there's See, no ability how would I ragavan's know? still a red creature you were just allowed to, you just were you just playing a five color deck that's the oh one. i see okay there's nothing changed about we're ragavan add and the... we do that with others like i would love to play uh, the first thought that comes to mind is five color cast, but that's probably not good. But so you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. I think that would be We shouldn't just have like four decks that are now five color decks it's, though. It's, like that sounds yeah, pretty that's lame. Boring. It's five color Rograk, five color <laughs> Ragavan, five color some other one mana legendary. Yeah, that format's a little broken right away. Yeah, I think. right. <laughs> so the other the last deck that we played was Chatterfang, which is something that I've seen come up. But I've seen more Chatterfangs in Najila decks than I've seen as commanders. I have seen it more in Najila decks. Uh, from what I'm remembering, it works pretty well with Najila. For every one warrior you make, you make one squirrel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because right? this one is an instance of it, I'm pretty sure. So um, it's pretty good there. As a commander, don't love it as much. I think no. there's better Golgari options. I think Gitrog is still pretty playable, and there's just other better things to be doing. I think it's funny. Like if, if you like yeah. if you like squirrels, like that's Definitely. a great thing to do. Removal right? in the command zone is cool. Yeah. It's an army in a can. It you can certainly get a win or two. I think there would probably be better things yeah. to do, but this wouldn't be my main deck. Certainly not. So out of all these modern horizons decks, I don't even know 
which one of these would be any good. Or any of them? No. I'm not even going to bold any of Zilch them to come back to. Yeah. All right. So Midnight Hunt is the next set. This there is set number seven. Set. Um, well, set. You, okay. Well, let's start with the shitters. Okay. <laughs> so Tovalar. I love my casual werewolf deck. And that's as good as it's going to get. It's as good as it's going to get. It's, yes. I have a lot of foils in it. It brings me a lot of joy. This one can't be a, a CDH deck. I don't think it can either. Next. Lear. This was the mono blue flashback commander that oh, right, makes right. no spells counterable. For a moment, I thought this one was something. I don't think that now. I think it's not good now. I agree. I but agree. for a moment, yeah. I thought it was something. Yeah, I don't like cards that make other people win the game because people can't interact with them bingo and bingo. Lear being able to do that at any point right like if you're interacted with at any point during your combo i would say this one is a stinker yes florian is the deck that tyler played certainly playable this is actually so far my pick didn't this just top 16 pun city 2 i believe it did i have seen this florian do well in a number of tournaments um i, I think the card just gives you access to an insane amount of cards you just get to look at a lot of cards every time it triggers more often than that and even when you don't it's still like impulse like it's still like draw out of the top a couple cards it's so much better than croxa uh, so much better than Crux. Uh, card advantage is really swell. It's a first strike 3-3, three, three, I'm pretty sure. So it's like a great blocker when it it's needs three, to be. 3-2. 3-2. But, three, like, two, but first strike, shot, right? I'm right? Almost, it's first strike, right? Yeah, it I does. Think it's first yeah. So like it's going to win like all the combats. I, I really like Florian. That's definitely my pick, especially over old Stick Fingers, the last deck that we played there. Yeah. Again, really great for your fast Golgari combos, stick, but yeah, it's stick, not going to hold up the way Florian can. Stick Fingers does have like a one card win, I'm pretty sure, but you have to make your deck all wonky to do That's it. That's the thing, right? You just, you just cast stick fingers and then you mill everything in your graveyard that you need and you can win the game from there normally you buried alive three creatures and then when you animate dead one of them or reanimate them somehow you can win the game with the other ones there's yeah. a couple of different ones different ways to win i'm pretty sure um nonetheless the deck is very predictable it's pretty fragile but it does do its one thing extremely well yeah crimson val was the next set we were in two sets for innistrad as we went back nice. around to them and really I, I i just gotta say i think it's the worst innistrad sets that we've gone to it's unfortunate uh, it, it's weird because innistrad was the best thing that they had ever done at the time that they did it and i don't think they can get it right since then. i think the innistrad 2 electric boogaloo was trash to be honest that was around when i stopped playing magic and i think a little bit of the reason was i was just not interested in that set which uh, was a there big was bummer Eldrazi to me fatigue there at was the time two, those are two separate things my god yes okay. but this this round i actually did like um i had a i thought the cards were cool and interesting you they also were, have a casual edgar deck yep. that benefited a ton from exactly these sets, so. I, I love the themes that they did i love that they went really in on the gothic horror shit that's like my favorite genre so for me i loved it but nothing powerful it was like a, these no, both sets right? were very weak like we had i played it an anya made of dishonor deck which was a, an excuse for a world gorger dragon deck that was just we didn't have a lot of good options. Old Rustine, remember that that food chain deck, a, a black green yep. food chain deck where you could mill your deck and you had to like keep looping it because you could only make a certain number of blood and treasures and insects and oh, then yeah. not good, right? No, not, yeah, good, not good. Not good, right? And then Gronlock. Gronlock is playable. The, it's certainly playable. It's, More playable. I don't think it's the best thing you can be doing in Simic still, but no. it's certainly an interesting Simic option that you have, and it's a frog. Wins with Hermit Druid, right? Yeah, Hermit Druid, because uh, you can still then just cast your Thassa's Oracle afterwards immediately. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's in the realm of playable, but it's 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 worse than... What's our list look like right now? Are we going to check it at the end? Uh, we're going to check it at the it's end. It's like yeah. somewhere at the bottom, probably. It's, I would think so, too. Especially underneath... Toxrill, like Toxrill is the other Ooh, deck that we I like played, Toxrill and I would say 
Toxrill is kind of like the the best deck out of all of them that, that I would you say so. Toxrill has an insane inevitability. It just really does. Like yeah. oh, the long game, you just really take over really quickly. You destroy the board pretty quick, and you can use your slugs to start drawing a lot of cards. The issue is seven mana is basically a billion. It's a really hard to get to and hard to cast. But if you can find early jewel lotuses and in the right meta, this deck is going to destroy. And again, Scepter is bad. So there really wasn't a lot to write home about with a lot of these decks. So out of these, I would certainly say Toxrill is the best. But again, like when you pair it up with the rest of the meta, like it doesn't really stand up and has not really a four color tournament deck. showings. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think I have seen it in I have seen it at tournaments and not thought too oddly of it. It's no, it, I would say that, but I haven't seen it in like the top sixteen right. or something. Yep. Yeah. So Kamigawa Neon Dynasty had a had a bunch of interesting decks that we played. Hinata is the one that I played. That was the Jeskai one that makes your target spells cost less and your opponent's target spells oh, cost more. Yeah. So one. like it worked really cool with counter spells and like all of the X spells basically just cost their colored pips. Yep. Yeah. Super powerful effect. Um, just that same thing. A lot of times I feel like you had to untap with this one, right? Like you had to more often than not play it and then pass probably and then untap to really take advantage of it. And kind of like Lear, it really does mess up your opponent's interaction, which can also lose you the game at not, the same time. Yeah, not so. worth it. But I think this is a very powerful, high-power deck. Like, yeah. if you want to build a busted deck, this deck can be super strong, I think. I just... It's I, I just think there are better things to be doing in CDH in these yeah. colors. It's if if you want to dedicate more of your cards to synergizing with your commander, this is a great deck. Other decks in these colors don't require you to play bad cards when you don't have your commander. That's kind of like why I had sided more towards playing Jessica Ishai instead of switching over to to this deck just yeah. because all of my cards in my deck could be good as opposed to well now i have heliod's intervention in my hand and yeah. it's going to cost five mana to do anything right so. you don't want to see a trying magistrate and then like half your hand gets shut off right you want right. to try to try to live with that yeah. some other way the best way to deal with the stacks piece is to ignore stacks piece if you can ignore the stacks piece that's what you want to do let it fuck up your opponents but if it fucks you up obviously that's bad. yeah we also played jingataxis progress tyrant the oh. second jingataxis that we saw this one counters the first thing or yeah. some copies the first thing for you and then counters your opponent's instant sorcery or artifact. But it costs a billion mana. It costs a billion mana, but it's really good with like high tide and yes. stuff like that. Uh, this did end up winning the game, yep. uh, but it was really we had a go watch the game and you'll see why it won the game. I think. <laughs> uh, we had a second mono blue deck, which was the reality chip. In the same pod. In the same pod, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality chip, again, I think is more of a 90 card, 99 card that it ended up being than a commander itself. It can be a combo piece if you're doing Sensei's Divining Top Things. Yeah, really good in Urza and Elsha. Yeah, but I would yeah, I would not I would not be super stoked to play that one as a commander. But I think that the standout deck from that pod was Shorokai. Certainly. Shorokai, I do think, is a real deck. I like what Shorokai does a lot. I like the way that it wins. It can play Humility, which is a very powerful card. I was playing Terminus in my build, which I thought was super awesome. There's a lot of cool things that Blue White can do, and I feel like Shorkai is, in my opinion, like the blue-white control deck. Like, if you're going to do blue-white control in CDH, Shorkai feels like the best option. And there's so many directions that you can go with Shorkai, too. 
Yeah, certainly. You can go creatureless, which I think is just a little bit worse right now. I argue, I think that you should be playing a couple creatures in your shortcut list. Dreadith Magistrate, Ranger Captain of Eos, Esper Sentinel, those cards are just, they're just, it's they're hard to good. not want to play those yeah. cards, right? You win in a less efficient way yeah. and just have good cards in your deck. Yeah, so I would definitely, Shorakai definitely has my vote, and I think is one of the better decks that we've talked about so far. Definitely. Although, we're going to get to New Capenna, and there's going to be a couple of pretty good contenders that are going to come in here. New Capenna was surprisingly strong. Well, we had, it was a three-color set, and I feel like three-color sets always do wonders for Commander. That is true. That is certainly true. Not the first one, though. Falco Spara is one that is very interesting, and I feel like a lot of people have tried to make work, but I don't. I feel like its legs are very wobbly and frail. Too many hoops, I would say, to go through for a combo that better suits a Thrasios four-color deck. Yeah. Um, I, I it's, think its main combo, sorry, its main combo is Devoted Druid and... Sensei's top? No, I thought it was um, Devoted... Uh, well, you need you can draw your deck with Sensei's top. Oh, sure. Okay, sure. Yeah. But yeah. if you're doing... But you need Devoted Druid, right? You do need Devoted and Druid. And if you're doing Devoted Druid stuff, you should probably do it with Swift Reconfiguration in a Thrasios deck, maybe? I would think so, yeah. I think that's a little bit better. Falco kind of has, like, the same issues that we were talking about with Omnath, where, you know, Jeweled Lotus doesn't help you with time, and you lose out on a lot of the, you know, advantages of having a cheap commander like you do with Thrasios. That's really kind of just, like, true across the board. Like, can you use Jeweled Lotus, um, Fierce Guardianship, Deflecting Swat? If you can use these three things... It should be better. You, you're oftentimes better doing that than whatever the other three color commander option would be, right? Yeah, I definitely agree. Great. Moving on. All right. Evelyn the Covetous is a Grixis World Gorger Dragon deck. Probably the best World Gorger Dragon deck, if Certainly. you ask me. Yeah, I would say this one is definitely the best because you can just win with your commander. You don't have to have another creature in the yard prior. That is World Gorger's biggest issue, is you got to finish the loop. There's got to be a second creature somewhere in somebody else's graveyard. Otherwise, you'll go forever, and you would you can't stop it. You can't stop the loop. But with Evelyn, that doesn't matter because eventually Evelyn will mill out your opponents. And once your opponents are milled out, it doesn't matter if the loop is continuing going because your opponents are dead because they went to draw a card. Right? No, you still have to pass in that case because it exiles the What does Evelyn do? Would you library. mind reading it to me? <laughs> yeah, sure. It mills you too? Oh, it mills them and you can finish the loop on... Oh, sorry. After you mill them for all of the cards, they'll have a creature in their graveyard and you can finish the loop by animate that in one of those creatures and then pass the turn when they have no cards in the library. That's what it is. That is, well, no. No. Because it exiles the top card of each player's library. What does it do? It has flash, and whenever Evelyn or another vampire ETBs under your control, exile the top card of each player's library with a collection counter on it. Once each turn, you may play a land card from exile with a collection counter on it, or you may cast the card. You may play a card. I don't know why I said you may play a land card. It literally just says you may play a card. So you can cast a spell out of your opponent's libraries. Yeah. So you can cast a spell that destroys your loops, that stops your loops somehow, perchance if they have any spot removal. Because or you're anything. able to make it, you're making infinite mana while you're going through all this too. Right. So you yeah. can do so that. So that's yes. what it is. That's what it is. Should we, we just got leave? there <laughs> five <laughs> minutes later? Yeah, we'll just leave all this in. Oh, 100%. Great. Yeah, right. I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew what it did. You know, I know what the end result was. Just right. how we got there. We just there. had to get there, and that's what it's about. It's about the journey. It's about the journey. It's about the journey. Uh, Rocco is another deck that we played. Tier one deck, in my opinion. This oh, deck slaps. It's very powerful. I think percent. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think it is a a very strong strategy. I've seen it do pretty well. I think at tournaments, right? It's made a couple of top sixteen. It definitely top fours, has. Right? Yeah. yeah, I've been playing this deck a bunch, and I have only loved it. Yeah, it's a great Kiki Jiki deck. It's like the perfect Naya deck. All your 
your Naya lines, all your Kiki Jiki stuff that you want to do. It all this works is together, it. It right? All lines up. Your yep. your combos can layer up very nicely like that. It makes every single creature that you have your commander, which is just yes. an amazing ability to yep. have. You want Dockside as your commander? You got it. You, you want, want Esper Sentinel as your commander? You, you got, got it. it. You want Grand Abolisher as your commander? You got it. Let's name every creature in the deck. <laughs> you want Birds of Paradise? <laughs> Great commander. Um, and then we also played Rafine. Rafine's real. Rafine's real, too. I think Rafine is playable. Yeah, I think so, too. We didn't touch the commander set, and I'm pretty sure this is where Tivet came from, oh. was this commander set, which in reality is the better Esper deck that came from this Certainly. set. yeah. But... Uh, Every single picture of Tivet at the time was fucking blurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So Couldn't make that happen in time. So, yeah, Tivet's certainly, I would say, another tier one deck. Yeah. I would not argue the same for Rafine. I would say it's probably a little bit underpowered, but certainly still a source of card advantage. Can crack a doomsday pile. Can do some neat things for sure. Yeah, most definitely. So I would say Rocco was definitely the best deck that we played after all that. But there's still a lot of stuff from New Capenna that you, like, you can play. Like Evelyn is still like solid. Yep. Rocco is amazing. Rafine is great. Tivet is awesome. Like there were just so many really great power. added things you can get from that set. So there was definitely a lot of power there. Um, Commander Legends Two Electronic Boogalization is next, and Raga Draga is something I've seen people try so hard yeah. to make real. Anywhere? Any progress? Uh, your it's your colors, man. Yeah, red green's not great. What a shame. Yeah, what a shame. You don't get a lot in the world of tutors. No. You don't get a ton in the world of interaction. I would no. say, yeah. And win cons. Like, your win cons. If you're going for an aggravated assault plan, not good. Man, do I not envy you? Certainly like, not you're great. just in a tough spot. Another yeah. very strong high power deck, I would imagine. This deck can get pretty yeah. strong in high power, but just not exactly what I'd want to be doing in CDH. Agree. Now, Zevlor is another Grixis deck that is just outclassed by other commanders. I don't even remember what it does. This is the four mana one that you can pay two mana to tap it and copy a spell that targets stuff. So You're like, kidding me. So like I won oh, a game you copy it twice. No, you copy it for each player. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay, yeah. So like I had a the game with that we had here, like I got to peak each player and then Jessica's will targeting each player. And like there's some fun stuff that you can do, but like Kess can give you a lot more value where you don't have to play peak in your deck then, right? And, um, and Kess isn't even the best Grixistic by a mile. No, like, right? We talk about Kess a lot, but like in reality, Rogsai is probably the best Grixis deck. Certainly. And I this comes nowhere close to that kind of power. So unfortunate. It is it is fun right like again did this you play is just him like, to Torak in that deck no i didn't that, that would be funny fun. though that, would be, good. Yeah. that yeah. would be funny abdel adrian an agent of the iron throne abdel is a solid reanimation target in the 99 don't love it as a commander it's a lot harder to put something from your command zone into the graveyard than it is from your hand into the graveyard i will say i think there is a better way to run abdel than how we did there's a blue white version that sees play with one of the blue uh, enchantments Sage, yeah right? draws cards or something yeah. when you're, i think that one's probably better that list is certainly more playable but i still personally prefer shorakai over it uh, and I think I, it, yeah, not, yeah, but the last deck that we played was Gale and Scion of ha Halister. This is a deck that I've seen people play 
outside of the first couple months that this card yeah, has been out. Definitely. I think it's hard to compete in the blue black Grixis world. You know what I mean? There's a lot of other things to do what you're doing very powerful. But yeah. I think I think this one is in the realm. I think this one is is certainly a real deck. It's certainly strong. Yeah. I mean, we'd like we talked about before, any Jameer deck is good. Yeah, I think it's the one that's seen the most longevity since the set's been out. Yeah. I think Zevlor is a better deck, but I would still I would I still know. bold this one just because it's better. it's a little bit more unique and it's it's doing something different as opposed to just being like, you know, just outshines, right? This is, I want a card advantage and uh, in my command zone as opposed to the combo piece. It's like a distinct distinction that you're making. And Zevlor is also another one you have to untap with. So I don't, I would I think it has haste. Oh, does it? I'm pretty sure oh, it has Oh, yeah, haste. you know what? You might be right. So for six mana, you can copy your stuff. Great. Yeah. Yeah, Gale's better. Yeah. Here's another set that had a couple of things. <laughs> That was a great introduction. <laughs> Dominaria United. Oh, okay, yeah. Vohar is a deck that we played. Vohar is another blue-black scepter deck, which is just um, really kind of the best one that we had come to at this point because it did uh, let you go to Doomsday Piles. It also lets you go into... Um, well, that's what it did. Was yeah, that's Doomsday. what it did. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it did. It was a looter, right? Yeah, it's a looter. Yeah. So with Scepter, you still you don't really draw your deck. You loot through your deck. Yeah, but it also had a drain clause on it. Mm, so they'd be so dead. you didn't even have to have to loot through your deck. You just had to have it in play yeah. and then go through the Scepter combo. Two mana. Two mana. Yeah. yeah it's cheap. Really efficient. Again, like it, it, to me, it was the best one that we had gotten so far. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then we also played Wrath Weatherlight Stalwart Stinker. I also think it's a stinker, but <laughs> it, it, it's another. This set. Got got a ton of stuff for dramatic scepter combos yeah it, we love why, dramatic why are scepter. we looking for that combo so much i don't think we're really looking for it i think it's just it just comes up and it's like well this is a combo piece and technically under the criteria that we need in order to create a commander deck that's really you know what comes yeah. up is like is, is this a combo piece right yeah and they just happen to print a lot of cards that combo well with scepter yeah that's true Elias Ilkor, that's the deck you played. Remember that one? It's the... Another Stinker. Another Stinker, the reanimation yeah. deck that you got to play like your Blood Artist effect in the command zone. Yeah, in reality, it's, again, a better 99 card because it can get set up off like Protean Hawk piles and it's good with Razakath. Black-White is another color combination similar to Red-Green in my head that it just lacks a lot. It doesn't do a lot for you. It does nothing for you really in mana. It doesn't do a lot for you in interaction. The only thing you get is Timna and if you're playing Timna, like why aren't you playing a partner? You can partner. You can play four colors with that bitch. The other deck that we played was Jensen Karthalion, which is actually I think a deck that has a lot of legs. You can play Luris as a companion with this This was one. the companion Luris deck that really the only thing that you give up is really Rist study and uh ranger captain vios but those two cards are, are, are strong cards but they're like, really good right now otherwise you're playing a five color deck with a cheap commander that allows you to play the free because you have your commander and play cards yep so and because you have Luris, like it is a pretty big incentive to go in that direction. I love having access to Luris in the command zone when you're playing an underworld breach. It allows you to be a lot more aggressive in your breach lines, and if it gets stopped, you can Luris and get it back, which I really like. It makes your LEDs so much better in that case than two. So and then Jensen can also use mana vaults to filter into colored mana if you need that or something. Like yeah, it, also it can, true. It can help you. That's not going to come up nearly as much. It being a cheap five color commander that allows you to play Luris. That's like the big pull. I would say yeah which I is agree. worth it's worth something yeah so i'm definitely high on jensen out of this set yeah um and then the brothers war set is uh the next one that we did we had a, a couple of these that i don't know how good they are so queen kayla is a deck that 
I I don't really see a lot of people talk about. I know there are some big fans of this this commander, and it can do some strong things. I just think Winota is a little bit more reliable. Yeah, but it's it's I I don't think it's completely nothing. Like it's it's fine. It's definitely close. It'll do powerful things for sure. I just personally would lean more towards Winota for this style of deck. Me too. Me too. Now Mishra Tamer of Makfawa is the black red Mishra stinker that we was used to reanimate Bolas of Citadel. Yes. Yeah, you can yeah, I, I don't love it. I think there are better things to be doing in Rakdos. This was just an option that we could do something cool with. Certainly playable, certainly fun or whatever. The Grixis Mishra might be a little bit better. I have lost that on the Patreon, actually. So it, it might be a little bit of a better direction to go to. But again, you're in blue, so that also certainly helps. But um, it's still not my favorite Grixis thing. Urza, Lord Protector. This is the Flip Urza that worked with the, power, the Might Stone and the Weak Stone. Yeah. Again, not a deck that really has a lot of legs. I haven't seen anyone tinker with this since the set came out. It is, um, it's good. It saves you on mana. That's yeah. nice, right? It's a, it's, it's basically mana in the command zone, and then plus like some haymaker crazy thing. Yeah, that's that could be good. I would be surprised to see it often in, in CDs tournaments. Yeah, me too. And then the final deck that we played was a mono white Myrel deck. Oh yeah, I love this one in Winota. I have been playing it in Winota. I've been yeah. liking it. I think it can generate an army if the ball board stalls out, which is great. Being in mono white is tough though. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to be in Heliod, I think, which is another one that we talked about. But the engine in the can thing is kind of real. That's one of the pulls to Najila. Why Najila is so good is it's an engine in the can. The other reason is that Najila is a combo piece and in five colors. And this is yeah. only mono white, no combo piece. Again, it ended up being a better 99 card as opposed to a commander itself. So definitely. I guess Queen Kayla is really the 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 deck that we're looking at here. I would say none of these are really good. No, Brothers War didn't really have much. And then all will be one actually had some stuff in here um that i'll save for last uh elish norn mom of machines um this was one of the decks that we played which again i don't really i, I think is more of a 99 card in very specific decks and i don't even think that five mana is just a thousand i so kind of want to try it in rocco because it does double your rocco yeah. rocco's not a cast rocco's that when it etbs yeah. you go through the search i think rocco is if you cast when it etbs which is like super confusing but it's an right. etb yeah. trigger so it does double up with your with mom but again like you have to have elish nord in play so that yeah. You can do this. And then yeah. I guess it's like nice as like a tutorable thing to stop Dockside, but you got to pay eight mana for that if you want to get with your commander. So That's a lot, right? That's a lot. I feel like you can win the game if you're at that point. Right. Ovika is a blue-red deck that we played. Another Scepter deck, but again, I feel like this was just... We were looking for other options to have here, and blue-red's a Scepter direction we hadn't gone in before. Yes, yeah. This is definitely one where you got to tap out a ton of mana and then hold up free interaction right afterwards, I think. And if you're doing that strategy, Niv-Miz, it seems like the deck for you. If you want to totally tap out agree. for a thing and hold up free counter magic to you know protect your thing from removal or something... Niv Mizzet is, is definitely the way to go. Yeah, so it's really not one that I think is going to have a lot of legs. Neither is Glissa Sunslayer either. Nope, that one's I, a stinker. That was one that I built because I had to. Uh, but the Attracts of Grand Unifier, I think, is going to end up you know standing the, the test of time. Definitely. This is one that I have been thinking about recently. I'm not sure if I want to build Timnathrasios or if I want to build Atraxa. Atraxa does some really cool things with Displacer Kitten that I would like to try. 
was gold fishing a couple hands and there's a couple scenarios that if you get displacer out with your commander with atraxa you can basically go through like your whole deck right there yeah. as long as you got like one or two to start off with just every search through you're gonna find like a chromox or a manacrypt or a soul ring or something and it's just They're, very easy to piece something it's really together easy to piece that. them together yeah. so that's a ton of mana but i'm looking for a haymaker in the command zone i think we are we were talking a little bit at that earlier why omnath might be good for the same reason i think this might be good is like when the board stalls out, I'm going to cast a thing that's going to draw me like four to six cards and be yeah. an enormous body that's going to be able to kind of take over the game a little bit, hopefully. We were talking about in the original set review between like this card and Omnath and like where we kind of thought we would land with Food Chain. And I do I do think now that like Atraxa is the better way to go yeah. with that. Yeah, definitely. So I do understand why the Omnath decks have kind of pushed into a different direction. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Do we want to talk about the March of the Machines decks that we just played in we this just past played weeks? Yeah, sure. Well, it's hard to tell so far but we'll give him a quick run through Bor Barigmos and Fibblefip was another food chain deck that we played I really don't think so either I think I think we've talked about a bunch of other they watched already right they watched the episode just came out this is why we're doing this episode actually is because we just played some new decks we just did a new set review right so mine as well like see how some rehash yeah I don't think it's a real deck idea that's not a real deck it's just like it's six mana to draw a card is not good and food chain's not a great combo right Thalia and the Gitrog monster I think could be something yeah i think it's i think it's certainly a new direction that you can go into with these colors in the command zone do i want to play timna instead if i have the option to yeah well maybe but um at the same time that timna deck isn't very good so maybe this deck will be a little bit better yeah because it's something a little bit different and then yorgle and multani oh yeah i wish this one did a little bit more in the gameplay i don't think it's great but it's got some pretty crazy things that it can do things with like momentous fall and life's legacy where you can draw 18 pretty quickly and kind of go through your whole deck it did a little bit more on the patreon game so if you haven't seen that yet that did just come out this past week too so right but i i don't know that i'm looking to play it much in the future um but it's another one that i, th- I think it's in the world of yeah. playability i think the best one is croxa and Kurinos. yeah that one's pretty good one card win con in the command zone with an already established deck that you can fit behind it you're in really so. good colors to be able to go fast and yep. you make this mana really quickly and, so and i've seen also some directions where people are trying to go slower with it and use it as a stacks deck and i think it could definitely do something there yeah. too i mean out of all of these yeah list the ones that we set aside what are the what do you got what do we have so far so we have heliod next is kinnon kinnon's better kinnon is better next is yasharn Yasharn is worse than Kinnon, better than Heliod. And then we have Rograk Thrasios. Better than Yasharn. Better than Yasharn again. Worse than Kinnon. Yes. Extus. Worse than... What's the worst one? Uh, uh, Heliod. Worse than Heliod. I would say worse than Heliod, yeah. Um, we don't have any from Rotten Horizons because it's not going to make it. Um, Florian. I would say better than Yasharn. Better than Yasharn. Worse than Rog Thras. Yes. And then after Florian is Toxrill. Uh, worse than, better than Yasharn? Worse than Yasharn because we're going to come up to a lot of other blue back, blue back decks that are probably better. Okay. So I'll put Toxrill there. Shorakai, I think is, is it above Kinnon? No. Is it above Rograk Thras? No, but it's right below. It's above Florian, I think. Definitely. Rocco. Oh, Rocco is probably like right under Kinnon. I think it's above Kinnon. Personally, I think it's above Kinnon. But I understand why we think Kinnon might be one of the better ones. Uh, it's hard to tell. It's still, I feel like it's still early to it's tell. It's still newer, but it's 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 doing really well on the tournament scene. That's true. That's true. It's true. They're close. I'm not sure which one's better. All right. I'm going to put them next to each other right now, and we'll figure that out later. Do we want to include Rafine on the list? I feel like Rafine is better than some of these other ones that we were talking about. What's here. the lowest one? Uh, Extus. 
I think I think Rafine's better than Heliod. I think it's better than Taxrill, and I think it's better than Yasharn. I don't know about that. It does the same thing that Yasharn does, but better. You're in better colors. Doesn't do what Yasharn does at all. Yasharn it does stacks. stacks. Yes, uh, the deck does the same thing. You're playing well, a bunch of stacks doesn't. colors. No, instead you get card advantage. You get better card selection. It's card selection, but it's not. Yasharn gives you card advantage to lands into your hand. That no sucks. discarding. Yeah, but you can discard like things that you can reanimate later. I think Rafine is okay. you're in better colors than okay. you are in better colors Yasharn. for sure. Do you think it's better than Florian? No. Gale, sign of Halister. Is it worse than Toxrel? E, no. I, yes. Yeah, it's worse than Toxrel. Is it worse than Heliod? I think it's better than Heliod. Maybe it might be better than Heliod. Jensen Carthaline. Top. Near the top. Near the top? I think better than Thrasios Rograk. Uh, what about between Kinnan and Rocco? Yeah. Yeah, between Kinnan and Rocco. No, I'm, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know which Kinnan is better, Rocco or Kinnan. Because <laughs> I have Rocco over Kinnan. Okay, so we'll go That's Rocco, Kinnan, and then Jensen's under that. Okay, yeah, so I'm fine Rocco, with Rocco being the best. Vohar is better than Toxrel. Is it better than Yasharn? Probably. I think Yasharn does something so much different, though, but... I think it's just better than Toxtrol. What about against Rafine? Vahar versus Rafine? You add a color going to Rafine. Yeah, it's probably Rafine's probably better. So it's but yeah, it's, I guess it's above you, Sharn. Queen Kayla. Worse than it's the I think worst it's, one. I think it's worse than Exodus. Worse than Exodus. Then Atraxa Grand Unificer. I think it's closer to the top. I think, I think it's a it real deck. Too. Is it above Seven Jensen? Seven mana is so much, but I think, I think it's, it's above Rogthras. It's that's tough. Rogthras fucks up its deck because it has to. It can't play like mana dorks and like the good creatures. Food chain has a seven mana commander. Who cares about the commander? It's the food chain. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's because having a zero mana and a two mana commander, I think, is a lot better. I think it's. I think it's worse than Thrasios Rograk, but only because it's new. I think if time will tell, I think it'll end up being better. Where but do you have a, it with Shorakai. Better than Shorakai, I think. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. And then. Kruxa and Kuranos. I don't know. Yes. Better than Exodus. What about Heliod? Better than Heliod. What about Gale? Better than Gale. And Toxrel too? Yeah. Better than Toxrel. What about Yasharn? Better than Yasharn. And uh, Vohar? Better than Vohar. And Rafine? Better than Rafine. And Florian? Early to tell. Florian has results. This doesn't yet. I think Florian will put Florian higher than. That's it. Yeah. So what's our top 10? These are the top 10 commanders that ended up being good at all. <laughs> Great. So number 10 is Vohar. Number nine is Rafine. Number eight is Kroxa and Kuranos, we think so far. Uh, number seven is Florian. Number six is Shorakai. Number five is Atraxa, Grand Unifier. Number four is Rograk, Thrasios. Number three is Jensen, Carthalion. Number two is Kinnan. And number one is Rocco, Cabaretti, Caterer. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think this list makes sense, too. I stand by it. Out of all of the commanders that we played on the channel, I think these were the best ones that made an impact on the format. I'm going to go put a tracks together now. That sounds amazing. Well, then let's let's wrap this podcast up so that you can go do that. Thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so at Patreon like our $100 patrons. Baby Jeebus and Demon of Razgrease. Check out PlaytoWinMTG.com for all of your PlaytoWin merch needs. And once again, a huge shout out to our sponsor, Dragon Shield. Check out the affiliate link down below. It really helps support the channel. You can get the Pan Dragon sleeves right now or a bunch of other cool designs. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for more content. Thanks for watching or listening. Sorry, that was my fault. Fox, see you next week. Let's read out some $50 patrons, starting with Anthony Mangelo. AJ Alwasabi. Stashes. Mitchell Shepard. Justin. Mansolo. 
Nikola Mayorakovic, Steven Shalikti, Big TP15, That Green Guy, Plantain Jackson, Isaiah Brilisky, Petro, Metal Plays Games, C, Waja, Ahmed, Jacob Dapp, Michael Blue, Yon Wildfang, Thomas Bueno, Swampy McGee, Lauren Connell, David Nelson, Jormax. You have a lot of hair head accessories. Should I have some head accessories? No, I think just add it in post. Like add something on top of you. Like, like a like a magic hat, like a big top hat. Yeah, like a big top hat. I think. Yeah, I, I meant like a nice. magician's hat. I didn't mean like no, no, a magic yeah. gathering. <laughs> of course, hat. yeah. No, we don't want to get that. You want a top hat, square at the top. Yeah, not square flat. Yes, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, How it's many like holes a big are in a top hat? How many holes are in the top hat? There's just one hole in the top hat. I guess, hat. yeah, there's just one. Yeah. But if you That's take what makes them so magical. That's why it's like, where did the rabbit come from? Only one hole. Because there's only one hole. Had to go in there, and I no, didn't see it get in there. When, when he showed the hat to the audience, that proves it, because he showed me, and I know, because right? I saw. You know, this should be the podcast. <laughs> it's just various bits talking it's about a, what the a, podcast should it's be. It's a podcast about nothing. <laughs> what do you mean, podcast about nothing? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.